Hi, NRL 22 fans. Thanks so much for joining us again for this special release on the NRL 2021 National Championship, which took place at the end of May 2022 in Iberia, Missouri at Gadsden Shooting Center. Our match directors were Doug Bose, Jason McBride, and DJ Briarly. So thanks so much for being here today. Uh, I have a special podcast for you today. When I was at Nationals, uh, I ended up interviewing quite a few people asking what their best piece of advice was, because I wanted you all to hear from a bunch of different people, some of the top competitors in the nation, what their best piece of advice was. So this first section here is going to be those interviews, and I hope you enjoy them. I'm here with Amy Wolf. Amy, what is your best piece of advice for shooters? Uh, practice, stay relaxed, don't overthink it. Be prepared, get gear that fits you, get a rifle that fits you, and just don't stress. It's going to be fun regardless how well you do, how bad you do. It's all fun. Okay, we got Brad Herman here who's going to tell us his best piece of advice for shooters. Follow Zane Herman around and learn from him. That is fantastic (laughs) advice. I like it. But most of all, just go out to have fun. All right, now we're here with Brandy Stewart, and she's going to give us her biggest piece of advice for shooters. My biggest piece of advice is to don't be afraid to just get out there and try. No matter how hard you think it's going to be and if you're in over your head, just go for it. That's the only way you learn and get better. All right, we're here with Camden Powers, Team Burris. She looks very nice today, all decked out in team gear. Camden, what's your best piece of advice for shooters? Uh, My advice would be to take each stage at its own. Don't think of the outcome, but think of the process. And also just work on your hit percentage. It doesn't matter where you place, but work on your hit percentage. All right, we're here with uh, the legacy, the man, the myth, uh, the legend, Chris Simmons, champion of the 2021 NRL 22 championship. Chris, what's your biggest piece of advice for shooters? Uh, I'd say come out to matches uh, and ask questions. All right, I'm here with Courtney Anderson, and she's going to let you all know what her best piece of advice is. Hi, everybody. I'm Courtney Anderson. I'm one of the shooters from Minnesota, and this is my second nationals. So I'd say best piece of advice, number one, is find a squad and a group of people that will support you when you're shooting and teach you because you want to learn from the people who are the best. So find the best shooters and go learn from them, and you'll just get better super fast. That's my number one piece of advice. And number two is trust your Kestrel. (laughs) All right, we're here with Dakota Wright, and she's going to tell us her biggest piece of advice. Um, If you're a new shooter, don't ever be afraid to ask questions. Everybody here is always willing to help, and you'll always learn more that way. All right, we're with Darren DeBoer, and he's going to tell us his biggest piece of advice for shooters. Have fun and be safe. If you're not safe, not having fun, nothing else really matters. So uh, everything else comes with time. I'm here with Grant Johnson from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Grant, what is your best piece of advice for shooters? I would probably just say that you, before you start shooting, find where you, all your targets that you're shooting are and also know exactly what you're doing before you start the stage. Good idea, because then when the engage command goes on, all bets are off, right? Yes. All right, we're here with Greg Roman from uh, Voodoo Gunworks. Greg, what's your best piece of advice for shooters? I don't know about the best, but I have a couple things that come to mind. The first one, one in doubt, zoom out. Um, especially with newer shooters, uh, the, the thing I always find is is to talk them into using lower and lower magnifications so they can find their targets faster. 
the next thing when you especially when you travel to a match like this is uh, when you arrange your match bag have a place for everything always in the same spot and learn to memorize it. it it really takes a lot of stress there's a lot of gear involved in this and it takes a lot of stress off you trying to figure out where all your stuff is but other than that relax have fun and, and just concentrate on running the gun and do what you got to do all right I'm here with Greg Stewart. Greg, what's your biggest piece of advice for shooters? It's two things. One, practice the fundamental and practice on something where you're only doing one skill. So dry fire it and uh, just work on natural point aim, trigger squeeze, trigger press. And then two is don't underestimate all the time it takes for stage prep. Pay attention. That's all the time you can take for learning before you, before you shoot that course. I'm here with Rick, is your six covered, and he's going to give us his best piece of advice. Rick, what is the best piece of advice you have for shooters? Is lot testing. Um, even if you have two, two rifles that are basically the same exact, one's going to like a different lot probably more than another. So definitely lot testing is what's going to help you get points. And then when it comes to positional stuff, making sure you get a good, solid position. All right, I'm here with Jason Nedved from Nedved Precision Shooting. Jason, what's your best piece of advice for shooters? Um, I, I would have to say just get out and shoot a match. It's always fun. That's how I started out was just following someone at a match, and then as soon as I got behind a rifle, I was hooked. So just get out and shoot and just keep at it. Ask advice from more experienced shooters. It, they're, it's a great community. They're always going to be out there and help you, and it's always a fun time, always. And check out Nedved Precision Shooting, right? Yeah, and check out nevedprecisionshooting.com. And we have a lot of the gear, and I'm literally at a match every weekend helping out new shooters. And then if they have any questions or anything like that, feel free to come up, ask me. I've had people call me before, and I'll be shooting a match. I'm like, okay, hold on, I'll answer your question. Just give me two minutes, I need to go shoot the stage. And like, you're at a match? I'm like, yeah, I'm at a match. And they're like, well, call me back Monday. I don't need help right now. I'm just at the range messing with this Kestrel I got from you. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll help you as soon as I can. You know. So, yeah, it's been great. Awesome. All right, we're here with Janae Frenner. Janae, what's your best piece of advice for shooters? Don't be hungover. I usually shoot hungover and it doesn't work out well for me. <laughs> All right, I'm here with Mark Pulver at the 2022 NRL 22 Nationals. Mark, what's your biggest piece of advice to people in this sport? Aside from showing up and just shooting the match, uh, being willing to talk to more experienced shooters and willing to listen to what they have to offer. All right, we're here with Reese Bowes. Reese, what is your best piece of advice for shooters? I would say just stay focused the whole time. Don't let one bad stage get to you and just stay stay in the game the whole time. All right, we're here with Shelby Bowes, the not-quite-as-known-behind-the-lens Bowes sister, but still equally as awesome. Shelby, what is your best piece of advice for those shooting? Shoot straight. Sure. All right, I'm here with Teresa Jurish. Fine, fine lady shooter from the Minnesota region. Teresa, what's your best piece of advice for shooters? Best shoot piece of advice for shooters, especially new shooters, just get out there and do it. Don't be afraid. Don't be worried. Don't be shy. Just do it. We're here with Travis. Travis, what is your best piece of advice for shooters? Listen to the NRL 22 podcast. Hey, we're here with Troy Tyson from DSG Precision. DSD Precision is uh, the maker and owner of the DFAT dry fire at home system, so check it out. Troy, you've been in this game a long time. What's your best piece of advice for shooters? For I would recommend uh, finding someone, well, trigger time. You have to get out there and shoot. Um, and then finding someone local to you, just a training buddy. 
um, you guys can learn from each other and get out and shoot and practice. If you can find someone that's maybe a little bit better than you, grab them. You know, hang on to them like, hey, you want to go practice today? And you'll be able to pick up stuff and learn stuff. And then you actually help each other out also. All right, we're with Ty Frenner at the championship match. Ty, what is your best piece of advice for shooters? Oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a very good shooter. Uh, I guess uh, what's always kept me good is to make everything the same. So make sure that you're on top of eating, you're on top of drinking water. Um, you don't want to get onto a stage and have like some shakes. Everything needs to be as consistent as possible. If I've ever had one little bit of success, that's probably been the key. All right, I'm here with Zane Herman, the top gun from the 2021 championship and sixth place overall, kicked all of our butts last year in Nebraska. Zane, what is your best piece of advice for shooters? No matter how much your gear costs, know your gear. That is the number one thing. You should be able to go to a night match and run it all in the dark, know exactly what you're doing. If something goes wrong, you need to know exactly how to fix it. Knowing your gear and having confidence in your gear and dope is the absolute number one thing that you need to do. I hope you all found that helpful and interesting. I had a blast running around talking to people and getting different people's pieces of advice at nationals. There were some really top level shooters in that group. So, you know, make sure that you take those pieces of advice to heart and see if you can pick up any more tidbits. So this next section is interviews with the winners. And first, I just want to say that I did not have a chance to interview everyone, unfortunately. So there's a little bit of chaos after the awards, you know, there's interviews with the NRL um, media crew, you know, video interviews, and then there's photos and there's trophies and there's prize table walks and there's chaos and there's um, people like the Quins who had to run out early and catch a flight and things like that. So I did not have an opportunity to talk to Lauren Quinn, for example, who finished in third place ladies, but she's no stranger to the podium. So I'm sure I'll catch up with her at some point. Uh, so I just wanted to ask each of the winners a couple of things. One was what's their favorite stage. And two was if they didn't if they could talk to themselves, um, you know, when they first started shooting and tell themselves something that they didn't know then that they know now, what would it be? Um, I really thought carefully about, you know, what information would you all find most valuable in talking to our class winners? And that's what I came up with. So hopefully you guys enjoy. All right. So we are post-match here with Amy Wolf. Amy finished as top RO at the championship this weekend, and she also RO'd one of the stages. Amy, what was your favorite stage this weekend? My favorite stage this weekend was Crazy Train because it moved the shooter. So a whole new perspective, um, trying to, to lead or ambush, trying to figure out uh, how far your lead was, how fast the Crazy Train was moving with you, the smoothness, the trees going in front of you, the leaves going in front of you. Super fun. Super, super fun. We're here with Brad Herman, third place base class winner at the NRL 22 Championship. Also father of our first place base class winner, not to rub it in, Brad, Zane Herman. Brad, what was your favorite stage this weekend? Probably the duck stage because I last time there was a very mean match director that's sitting to the right of me, Reese. And I bombed the stage. Uh, I actually did fairly well on that stage, and it was much pleasure to see the lights hit when you actually had an impact on it. That's true. I love hit indicators. They are the best reward. Absolutely. So, Brad, if you could tell yourself one thing, yourself when you were first starting shooting, you didn't know then that you know now, what would that be? 
I would have to say is uh, listen to your peers. Uh, they have the experience, and everybody in this community is so awesome to help out, uh, to just help in any way, shape, or form to help you improve. It is a competition, but it's such a friendly competition where you're sharing items with other competitors, you're sharing information, you're sharing equipment, you name it. It's such a great community and we love it. It's, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. All right, we're here with back-to-back -back champion Chris Simmons, post-match here, ex-champion and NRL 22 championship match champion. And Chris, what was your favorite stage this weekend? Uh, probably the cart. Uh, that was an awesome stage. I've never shot anything like that. Uh, and it was just a ton of fun. Um, so, yeah, definitely that one. Awesome. That was a super cool one. And then, Chris, if you could tell yourself one thing from back when you first started shooting, now that you have more experience and you're on top, what would you tell your earlier self? Uh, probably get out and go to a training class. Um, and not just because I run classes. Um, but, you know, you guys run classes, uh, so get out, get to some of these guys' classes, uh, spend the money, and it'll pay dividends in the long run. All right, I'm here with Dakota Wright. She was third place young gun this weekend at the NRL 22 Championship. She, Dakota, what was your favorite stage this weekend? Um, probably stage seven. It was... Four different positions, three shots from each position. It was a lot of moving, and it was a very tough stage, but extremely fun. Awesome. Dakota, if there's one thing you could tell yourself from back when you first started shooting that you didn't know then, that you know now, what would it be? Um, I didn't start out with the greatest equipment, so just learning from everybody else and just getting the right stuff and practicing with everything and talking to everybody, just it helps so much. So it gets better as you go on. All right, we're here with Garrett Stevens, our NRL 22 and NRL 22X Young Gun Champion. Garrett, what was your favorite stage this weekend? Uh, it was probably the train track stage where you rode down in the thing and shot that target. That was pretty fun. Was nothing I've ever seen, so it was cool. Awesome. All right, Garrett, if there was one thing that you could tell yourself from when you first started shooting that you know now, you didn't know then, what would that be? If you do bad on a stage or don't think you did as well as you should, just brush it off, move on to the next stage. Uh, mind games are the worst. So. All right, we're here with Grayson Smith, the second place Young Gun winner at the NRL 22 Championship. Grayson, what was your favorite stage this weekend? The Tower of Confusion. That was a good stage. That was a good one. All right, Grayson, if you could tell yourself one thing that you know now that you didn't know when you first started shooting, what would that be? Um, practicing dry firing and building a really good position. All right, we're here with Lexi Linder, our top lady from the NRL 22 Championship and our X-Series winner for the year. Lexi, what was your favorite stage this weekend? I would have to say my favorite stage was easily the crazy train stage. It was a nice ease of tension. You got to go for a little ride. You got to listen to some Ozzy Osbourne, so you really can't go wrong there. It was just fun all around for everybody. Awesome, that was a good one. All right, Lexi, if you could go back in time to when you first started shooting and tell yourself one thing that you know now that you wish you knew then, what would it be? Um, <laughs> this one's going to make me cry. Um, I really never knew how close the sport of shooting was going to bring me to my dad. And um, I just have to give him a shout out, Dad. I love you so much. Thank you for bringing me along with you. Um, this all started on Father's Day, like, 
three years ago and um, you gave me something to feel proud of myself for and I couldn't be more proud to be your daughter. I aspire to be like you every single day. And I'm so happy that I get to share this part of your life with you. So I wish I could tell myself back then how much I would love it. Um, but yeah, I'd have to say like that's absolutely the, the best thing about this sport for me. All right, we're here with Tyler Orr, third place open class. Famous, uh, famous shooter here, wearing a Midwest Precision shooting shirt, I might add. Looks very dashing on him, for those of you who can't see. Tyler, what was your favorite stage this weekend? Uh, the run and gun stage by a large margin. You just don't get that type of stage in matches where you get to run up, shoot, and then keep running down the lane and keep shooting targets. It was great. Awesome. What was, if you could tell yourself one thing from when you first started shooting that you didn't know then, that you know now, what would that be? Uh, stay in the moment and don't let one shot dictate your whole match. All right, we're here with Zane Herman, winner of the base class for the 2022 NRL 22 Championship. Zane, what was your favorite stage this weekend? I'm going to have to say the Jungle Run stage. Just, it's so much out of the normal from what we do, you know, staying pretty much one position, maybe shooting off a couple different things, but running towards the target which changes the distance, having all sorts of different wind calls and finding different positions on these different logs. I mean, that was just an awesome stage. And it gets your heart rate up, too. Oh, yeah. All right, Zane, if you could tell your younger self one thing from when you first started shooting that you didn't know then but you know now, what would that be? I would say that the people in this sport are incredible people and get out, stop being introverted, and just meet as many of them as you can because every single one of them are amazing people. That was a really fun interview process also. You know, we have such a great community in this sport um, and in this organization that I just feel like every time I talk to people, I learn something and I develop a new relationship and it really does feel like family showing up at these events across the country. So I hope you all feel a little bit more like part of the family. Um, in this next section, I want to talk about a couple of my favorite highlights from the weekend. So first and foremost, uh, during the awards banquet, Zane Herman took home first place in base class. And for those of you who don't know, he won the Young Gun uh, first place trophy last year. So he has a rifle um, from the prize table and he's going to be joining open class next year. Um, but this year he won for base class and instead of walking the prize table and taking home another really awesome prize, he shared his prize with his dad um, and he ended up pulling one of the voodoo rifle setups for his dad. So Brad, we're all expecting you to uh, compete in open class next year too. I heard a rumor that he, that Brad wants to take one more round at uh, base class. Um, he did take home third place this year, but I think, you know, with Zane out of the way, maybe he, he's hoping to take home that first place trophy. But regardless, Brad now has a really awesome rifle setup. And, uh, you know, Zane talking about how much it meant to him to share this sport with his dad really brought a lot of us to tears. So thanks a lot for that, Zane. Um, but it just illustrates kind of some of the, the really neat things about this sport and this community, which is all the families out there sharing this together. Um, another Ruth almost cried moment, uh, interviewing Lexi, you guys heard her, uh, interview talking about the time that she spent with her dad and how this has brought them closer together. Um, so a lot of tearjerker moments here 
Um, Justin Carbone, he had his uh, his prize table walk for second place open class finish. He donated to a young gun that we know, Grant Johnson. Um, and then, you know, we didn't know this till later, but when Grant's name was called to walk the table for young gun, you know, he could have walked the prize table again because he didn't get his own prize table walk. Justin gave him his, but he said, no, I already got to go up there. So let's, you know, I want some of the other young guns to have an opportunity. Um, so just, you know, illustrating some of the really awesomeness that surrounds this community. Uh, we also had a situation um, that most of you have heard about. Uh, I mentioned at the banquet because I, I really wanted to give props to Bushnell for showing up, not just, you know, sending money to support this um, sport and especially this league, but they show up. They, they came to the match. They were there. Um, I called on Carlos to help out a shooter. Bree has had only shot um, a few matches as her first year participating in NRL 22 and her scope broke mid-match on, I think it was the first day. Uh, things are a little blurry for me. So she was, you know, kind of down and out and trying to guess where her elevation was at and lost her zero and things like that. So, um, you know, this random stranger walks up to her and I asked her, would you be willing to, to shoot if we got you a new scope, a different scope to try? I'm like, I think, I think I know someone who might be able to help us. And then she said, okay, you know, she, I think she was probably a little overwhelmed and nervous at this point, but she's like, all right. Yeah. So I, I booked it up this giant hill and hollered at uh, Carlos from Bushnell. I said, Carlos, uh, what do you have that we could throw on a competitor's rifle? Because someone's scope went down. Um, and he, you know, I don't know that he sprinted, <laughs> but I don't blame him because I almost bit it going up the hill. Um, but he made a very quick, brisk walk um, to go get her a scope to use for the rest of the match so she could finish it out. So we got her all zeroed and, and she did end up finishing the scope or finishing the match with that scope. So some really cool things there uh, when we have sponsors who are actively engaged and involved. Um, I know the SAP guys were actually ROs for one of the stages, which is always super fun to interact and see those guys um, and have them show up. And there were a lot of other um, sponsors that showed up this year too. So, you know, just some really neat stories for me um, coming from nationals. Uh, especially because I had a rough weekend myself shoot, shooting, um, wasn't really feeling like myself and uh, turned out I had appendicitis. So, you know, I wasn't fully mentally there all weekend, but I still had an amazing time. I still got to interact and talk to a lot of really awesome people. And, you know, this, this community is just really special to me. So I wanted to share some of those moments with you all. So this last section that I, I wanted to share with you guys, um, I just want to talk through some of the really interesting and neat stages that we had, um, some of my more memorable from the day. So a stage one was called Sky Bustin, and you were basically modified prone, standing in the back of a pickup truck. The pickup truck was facing downrange, and you were shooting across a pond at these duck targets, which looked really huge to me at first <laughs> until we started shooting at them. Uh, and you know, we, there were hit indicators, which I always love because it just feels like you want a prize when the light goes off. It's just fun and exciting. So I think that was part of it for me too. Um, that being said, this was an incredibly difficult stage and a lot of people struggled on it. I think maybe only one person all weekend cleaned it and it was, um, 208 
to 276 yards or 296 yards uh, at these different ducks. And I think, and you guys are going to have to reach out and tell me if you have a theory on this, because my theory, everyone kept saying that they were missing high. And I, I felt like that as well. Um, so a couple of things could be happening. It could be an optical illusion and we weren't really missing high. Um, it could also be that there was, you know, mirage that made the targets look, you know, at a different location than they really were in reality. And that's why we were missing. Um, it could also, you know, be something that I'm referring to as the lake effect right now, because, you know, I, to my knowledge, and if this exists somewhere, someone please tell me, because I'm really interested at this point. Is there uh, some sort of effect that can happen with water versus land with the sun beating down on it? It was a hot weekend. Um, so I'm thinking, is there a temperature variation that could cause bullet to rise or drop? Um, and probably the most likely scenario I'm thinking is that there, there was definitely wind. Um, this course is very hilly and there's a lot of different, uh, you know, grooves and ebbs and flows and the wind uh, was at our backs at this point. So it's kind of a tailwind. So I'm thinking there might've been an updraft also. So if any of you have theories about this or more knowledge than me, please reach out and let me know. I'm really interested in this one, but it was still a super fun stage. I really enjoyed that one. So the next stage that I really enjoyed <clears throat> was stage four. Um, it's called bus action from the front to the back. Uh, this one, you know, in part might've been made fun by the ROs who had freezies at their stage, which I was definitely enjoying more than shooting at that point in that day. Um, and basically what you did was you entered the bus. There were no seats in the bus anymore. It was all cleared out. And you would shoot at two different targets from each of five windows. So the first window you would shoot at the first set of targets, the second window, the second set of targets, and so on. There were five different sets of targets at different distances. Um, and I ended up getting a really high score on that stage. So I'd been having a rough match and that just felt really good. So <laughs> in addition to the fact that I don't shoot out of buses super often through windows, um, I really felt like I actually got in the zone on that stage, um, had a lot of fun and obviously freezies. So how could you not like that one? The next stage uh, that's really memorable to me was stage 10 and it was called free primer step inside 10 rounds. There were two KYL racks, one at 68 yards and one at 142 yards. And so what you did was uh, there was a van with the back rear doors open. Um, it was like a, you know, old construction van or something. And the back had been cleared out, but the passenger seat and driver's seat were still there. Um, so what you did was you would enter the van from the side, uh, sit in the driver's seat. And then at the engage command, you'd, you know, carefully maneuver your rifle and put it in a prone position shooting out at the back of the van. So the back of the van was towards the firing line and you had to engage the targets um, from large to small, from far to near. So I know that was confusing to some people. Um, I remember walking up to everyone in my, in my squad saying far, then near, far, then near, because I messed it up in my head when I was going through my rehearsal. So that one was, uh, was kind of fun to, to mess with people a little bit. Um, but the big thing was after the first four shots, you had to go and do a mag retrieval at the front of the van. So you had to leave your gun in the back, drop your magazine, head to the front of the van, pick up your spare magazine and go back to the back of the van, um, you know, reload your 
rifle, and then you could resume shooting um, at the third far target. So that one was a lot of fun, um, just a little different and something that we don't, we don't see at every match. So the next memorable one for me was not necessarily because it was the most fun for me, um, but it was stage 12. It's called Fast is Fine, but Accuracy is Everything. So you used a two vets tripod. Everyone was using the same tripod. You weren't allowed to adjust the tripod. And it was essentially a five target troop line from 55 yards out to 144 yards. Um, and the, the target sizes were decent, um, good sized targets. And the whole goal, it was 15 rounds. So it was out, double tap back, double tap and out again. Um, so 15 rounds total and the fastest clean of the, of the weekend would win the tripod. Um, and I love a good troop line. So I was memorizing my hold spots in the reticle. I was rehearsing in my head. I was looking through the binos and thinking about where my reticle holds were gonna be on each of the targets. And I got up there and felt like, all right, I can do this. So, so I got up and I ran out back and out again and I was moving really quickly and I was really excited because again, I had been having a rough match uh, and on the last round, I think I got a little excited, like, oh, I might actually do this. And I pulled the trigger and I pulled that shot and it went right over top of this giant deer target, 144 yards. Like no one has any business missing that target. And I just dropped it right over the top of the shoulder. And, and the memorable part for me was that the ROs and I think the squad behind us, cause I was the last one in my squad to go, uh, audible groans from everyone, including myself. So at least I felt some camaraderie in my disappointment. So that was a fun stage. Um, it's really, you know, fast is fine, but accuracy is everything. And, you know, that, that just goes to show sometimes when you get excited or a little overzealous, those mistakes can happen. So the next stage that, um, that I really enjoyed was a little rough for me. It was the first stage that we shot. It was stage 15 and it was called D-Plane, D-Plane. Uh, and you were shooting off of a small plane, um, a tail dragger. So there were five different spots that you had to shoot off of that were marked. Um, and, you know, you had to shoot near than far. So targets were at 116, 140, and they were small targets in the woods. Again, I already mentioned that it's, it was a little bit windy at this range. Um, the range is heavily wooded uh, in the shooting areas. So it's hard to see what's happening. Um, we had like head and tail winds and a little bit of switchy winds. They weren't crazy strong or anything, but between that and the shade, it was really tough to see where your misses were going on some of these stages. And this was one of those stages for me. So there was some cloud cover, I think early in the morning, or I don't remember, but I, I remember um, feeling like my bullets were going into a black hole and I was missing the target and didn't know where. So I ended up with a, a score of four out of 10 on that stage. Um, which felt like a rough way to start the weekend, but, uh, but it was still a really cool stage because you're, you know, really focused on precision. You were shooting off of this plane prop, which was pretty cool. So the next stage is something that I have to explain to you guys, because I think, I swear half of our champions um, named this as their favorite stage of the weekend. So stage 17 was called crazy train. And the way this was set up was uh, there was act an actual track, like a uh, roller coaster track set up with a train car on it and you were sitting in the train car so it was a reverse mover essentially so they had a, a decent sized target at 79 yards um, it was a diamond shape 
and you were the one moving closer and farther from the target and you're actually moving from uh from left to right and then right to left on the way back so you'd go down and back and you were allowed to use one pass and it was 10 rounds um I had so much fun on that stage that I ended up with a seven and I didn't even care so it was definitely a cleanable stage but it was um it was just kind of fun and exciting there were also trees between you and the target so there were certain points in time when you were moving along the track that the trees would get in your way and they would obstruct your view of the target. And obviously if you pull the trigger, then your bullet's going to hit a tree. So it was a lot of fun. It's just something totally different and, you know, completely unique. I, I highly recommend, I think, I hope those guys are going to keep it around and use it again in the future in matches. So if you can get down to Gadsden, it's a really cool experience, just something totally different. And of course, those guys would be the ones to come up with it. The last one that I want to tell you guys about um, was stage 20. The It was called War Wagon Laying Down Cover Fire. And there was a mover. It was a Caldwell shooting gallery type mover at 72 yards and then an Ipsic at 93 yards. So what you would do is you'd had to shoot from the bumper um, and you'd start out shooting three rounds at the mover and then one round at the Ipsic. And then you would move into the back of this truck um, so you'd shoot off the bumper of this truck, they call it the war wagon, and then you'd shoot out the back window, which was removed from the truck. Um, there were no seats in the back of the truck, so you just get into the, the bed of the truck, essentially. Um, and you would uh, engage one shot at the mover, one shot at the Ipsic, and then one shot at the mover and one shot at the Ipsic. And then you had to move up through um, the, this turret. They, there's a circular turret cut out of the roof of the, of the truck. And then you had to repeat three rounds at the mover and one shot at the exit. Um, so the mistake that I made here was uh, running through. I did the bumper fine. And then I got to the back window and I totally, I was having trouble for some reason. I normally don't have issues with the Caldwell mover. Um, you know, it's fairly forgiving in terms of how much lead time you need to give. And the targets are, they're not crazy close together, but they're not that far apart either. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure exactly why I was missing, but I know I was making a lot of mental errors all weekend. So I think I was just didn't have the focus I needed to make those hits. So I was in my head a little bit when I moved to the back window and I hit the mover on my first shot out the back window. I was like, thank goodness. I remembered how to do this. And then I got so excited that I shot another round at the mover, which I wasn't supposed to do. I was supposed to alternate and shoot the Ipsic. So then I went back to um, then I had to think for a second and went, okay, shoot. So then I had to engage the mover again, but I got a little flustered, um, got straightened out in my shooting order, but didn't score particularly high on that one. And it was a 12 round stage. So that's, you know, not a good one to, to have a mental issue with. Um, it was a lot of fun, however, and it's pretty cool always to stand through, um, a turret on the top of a truck and shoot at targets. So that was a lot of fun. And that's why I wanted to share with you guys. Um, so overall, I found the stages to be really well designed. Um, they were straightforward and yet mentally challenging. Um, really, if I had been in my full faculties, this would have been like my kind of match for sure. Um, but you know, not not having all of my uh, physical and mental faculties with me that weekend, um, I we struggled through it a bit. But I still had a ton of fun, and there were so many um, unique things sprinkled in that it really just was captivating to shoot and a lot of fun. So I, I heard the same from a lot of people. Um, really, really well designed course of fire. So I just wanted to leave you guys 
with a couple of words from um, Doug and, and Chad, the range owner. He wanted to say a couple of things about his experience for the weekend and how great it was to have us out there shooting the match. So I will let you guys listen to that. Hey, we're here with Doug Bowes and Chad Francis. Chad and Doug regularly run matches at the Gadsden Shooting Complex, which is where we hosted the NRL 22 championship. Chad, what would you say uh, you thought about the match this weekend? Um, I, we do a lot of matches out there. This is probably the biggest event we've had numbers-wise. Um, I would like to say that when, when I drove around to pick up trash after the match, which is something we always have to do, I was pleasantly surprised to see that there wasn't a whole lot of it just laying around. Uh, a lot of other matches we have, there's bottles laying here and ammo boxes laying there. And uh, I was very impressed with the NRL guys that uh, came out, guys and gals, that came out and uh, helped, helped clean up the range after the match. Okay, Chad, did you get to catch much of the match yourself and get to be, see anything? Uh, yeah, absolutely. When we were dropping off water and, you know, we'd drive around uh, periodically to make sure everything's going smooth. And, yeah, I mean, the match seemed to be going well. People were smiling, having a good time. Uh, yeah, it looked great. What did you think was the most interesting thing you saw this weekend or the most fun thing or the best thing you saw? The most interesting thing was probably Doug Bowes flying around with his hair on fire. I was going to say another word that wouldn't be very good for <laughs> radio but anyways uh no i mean honestly just the people you know it was a hot weekend the wind was blowing which isn't great for shooting conditions but i really didn't see very many complaints um people are smiling having a good time you know messing with their buddies which is what this is all about big family community and so yeah all right doug what was your favorite part of the whole weekend just seeing all the families come out everyone was uh had their grandparents and their moms and dads there i just love the family atmosphere of it i noticed there was a lot of spectators this year even maybe more so than there have been in the past so doug what was your uh most interesting thing from the weekend or maybe something that happened behind the scenes that you guys took care of that maybe the rest of us didn't know about <laughs> yeah. that's appropriate for podcasts it is <laughs> so everyone said how smooth the match ran and everything but i there was a lot of chaos behind the scenes it, it, happens, it happens at any match. The face of it looks great, but behind the scenes, the guys that are putting it on are usually running around like a chicken with their head cut off. So, But everyone seemed to have a really good experience, and uh, they were all very thankful for the range and and all the uh, hospitality. Yeah, great weather, great people. I mean, it was, it was a good weekend, and we were damn happy to host it. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thanks everyone again for joining me for this uh, nationals edition of the NRL 22 podcast. Um, if you guys have questions that you want answered, or if you have ideas or thoughts on the podcast or feedback for me, let me know by emailing podcast at nrl22.org. Um, and then I will just leave you guys with thanks for coming and thanks for being part of this community and keep sharing the love.